This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hey, you up listeners. You've probably heard me mention this before, but we had Jared on the Oversharing podcast. We basically had like a little private therapy session. It was a peek into Jared's mind with my sister, Dr. Naomi. If you haven't heard Oversharing before, we talk about all sorts of interpersonal issues, but we also talk about dating, long-term relationships, any kind of mental block that people are going through. So we were so excited to have Jared on the show. The episode was really, really good. Totally different perspective brought to the table. Um, so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it. We have an excerpt here that you can listen to, but if you want to listen to the rest of it, just go to the Oversharing feed and you can listen to the rest of it and the whole thing. And I hope you guys really enjoy it. I'm excited to hear your feedback. Hello, and welcome back to Oversharing. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Dr. Naomi Bernstein. And we have a very special guest. We had floated the idea of having Jared on this show. I'm sure you've, if you're listening to this now, I'm sure you've already seen it on the description. And if you don't know who Jared is, it's kind of weird because I feel like that's, you know, uh, we, we, discuss, we discuss the You Up show a lot on here. We discuss you, but Jared is my co-host on You Up, and we're very excited to have him on the podcast. Stand-up comedian extraordinaire, welcome. Thank you for having me. I am a fan of the show, so it's very exciting for me to see, you know, how, you know, the other family works. You know, the, the, I'm, I'm sharing... <laughs> A co-host. This is like going into, you know, your, your mistress's home. This is. This is. That's very the funny other way side. To put it. Yeah. 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 What no, do you guys it, talk about without me? Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I know it's exciting to be here. I, you know, I'm, I'm, as even though that we talk about like dating and relationships, and you know, we always kind of get analytical about, you know, I, I'm. You know, admittedly, not an expert in any of these things. I am talking out of my ass all the time. So it is nice to be here with, with you, Dr. Naomi, a professional. And it is, uh, I feel out of my league. So I'm happy I'm here. No, I'm, I'm excited. And, you know, I, I am a subscriber, a benefits, you up with benefits subscriber. And I feel, I love the conversations that the two of you have. Like, I, you know, I think that you really... There was one in particular, I'm not going to remember what it is right now, but you guys were like therapizing each other and I felt like you were really giving each other some great feedback and, you know, I I, I think you guys have it. You have, you know, you ask good questions oh, wow. and you, you know, you dig in and there was one episode that I was listening to and Jordana, you were trying to help Jared with some of his struggles and I really think that you ask great questions. So I love what you guys are doing too. So I'll put that, I'm a fan you're a fan. Um, right, we're all fans. Therapist so. approved. Love yeah, it. That's right. Um, I thought it would be fun to sort of get another, get a, get a second opinion on on those same issues that we talk about on benefits. Wouldn't it be funny if this wasn't, we weren't, we weren't even putting this out. This was just my way of getting you into therapy. Right. This is <laughs> like, it. We're going to do an episode. <laughs> and, uh, and, then you, and then you just get a Venmo request right. at the end of the episode from me. This um, isn't covered by insurance. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we decided not to release it. And uh, right. it's like that, that Creed Thoughts episode of The Office where they, you know, they open just like a Word document and he thinks he's like um, posting it to the internet. Right. If another <laughs> bubble pops up on Zoom with my whole friends and family that have been brought together, <laughs> then I'll really get nervous. Like yeah. a big intervention. Yeah. We're all here because we love you. Yeah. It was- <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I think that this is going to be a really interesting episode. And I think like, the, I guess I could let, Dewey, I'll let you take the reins on this one. But I think we're... And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like what the big interesting thing to discuss would be would be like what's holding you back from going on more than one date with a person that at least for me seems like sort of like the gist of of your struggle. I I guess the gist of like what I've been going through dating wise has been like I'm going on like a nice having a nice time on a first date and like and going, okay, what next or, you know, and, and then going you know, I guess I see eye to eye with like uh, a lot of the emails you guys get where I'm like, why aren't I getting this like, and maybe I'm not a person who gets that, but this like hit over the head of like, you got to pursue that road. I'm almost like sitting in front of a, and we talked on the last you up with benefits um, episode that it's not even out yet, um, but just about like, and the description of like being presented with detours, like when someone tries to fix you up, they're like, you can go down that road. And you're like, I've gone down that road. I'm not even excited to walk down that road. And you're like, even first dates, you're just like, okay, that was a fun time. But do I want to go down that road that could end up being a dead end? You know, and I, I described these people as dead ends and it was like, it does sound <laughs> bad, <laughs> but it's not, it, the, but it's just the idea of like having to, you know, I think a lot of people who are single, especially as they move into their 30s, they get into this like, oh, I don't want to do that again. I've already played those levels of the video game and it was hard to like back out of those levels of the video games and like start from the beginning. And I think like, every, you know, the fear of starting from the beginning, I think, is like seen differently male, female, maybe. But the the, the sentiment's the same is like, you know, maybe... I think a lot of women stay in relationships with someone that they're just okay with because they're like, I don't want to start this again. And I think a lot of guys don't go forward yes. because they don't want to have to end something again. Yes. And that's like, and I only know that from the emails we get and just my own personal experience. So I think that's where I'm at. If I was to speak, you know, for someone who's connecting with me on a larger level. Right. So, so let me ask you this question. What have your experiences been like because we talk on oversharing all the time about how your emotions kind of live in your body. You don't even notice it, but like mm. there's something that's going on in your body, whether it's like a little nauseous feeling or a tense feeling or a, um, that then tells your brain like back away. This isn't, this is not, I, this doesn't feel good. Like when people say trust your gut, like right. literally it's like a feeling that you have in your actual you know, stomach or your intestines or whatever that leads your mind to go a certain way. So I guess my question is long-winded, have you had experiences in, in untangling yourself that have been painful or that have been, you know, I use the word traumatic lightly, but like being in a relationship and finding it hard to get out. Anytime I've ended 
something, no matter how small the relationship is, it has been like guttural. Like any time. Like, and I'm not even, I'm not even thinking of one person. I'm thinking of legit. I'm thinking of like so many scenarios of like, you're about to go into someone's apartment to be like, I think I got to end this. And like, you're about to knock on the door and you're like, the minute I knock, I have to keep going. And right. it's like, and, and you have that like, ugh, I'm going to knock, I'm going to knock. And then you do. And then you're like, hey, we got to talk. And you're like, ugh, you know, like even just saying, hey, we got to talk. You're <laughs> so like, like literally right ugh. now, as you're describing it, what are you feeling just, in your body? Oh, awful, awful. Because you're like disappointing someone. Like I, you know, I do sense in myself going on, you know, like being a good date, you know, like I, I do sense in myself being like, you know, I, I think it goes back to like, you know, just do the right thing, you know? And I think in dating, that's kind of like hurt me a little bit. Like just do the right thing. Like be a mensch is like, goes back to like, just, you know, just fake it, get through, just be, you know? And I think, and not that I'm on dates faking it, but I do, you know, if you go on a date and you do the right thing and you do it right. And then it's like, well, what about the second date? That was pretty good. Cause I'm always going to be mediocre at, at, at worst. You know, so um, and so like even like sending a text and I've done this with Jordana, like how many times have I been like, is this the text to send? And you're like, Mm -hmm. this doesn't even matter. This person, you went on one date. Who cares? Uh, Oh, like a like an ending it text. You're talking about this is all right. Right. This is I mean, even from breaking up to like a relationship to uh, sending a text to someone that like after a second date, equally hard Mm -hmm. to me, like equally. I mean, not equal, but the same. Yeah, the same taste. gut feeling. Yeah, honestly, I know it sounds crazy, but like, take a second and like, literally, physically in your body as you're talking about this. What are you? Not in your mind, not your emotions, but like in your physical body. What do you feel? Like, I guess, weighed down. You know, like if I'm to think of it physically, like, like. When I get when I get the text back, like no worries, totally understand. I feel like this, like, like I could glide away. Lightness, right? Right. Like I um and and I know that so much of this is ego, and I may maybe I should let go of that because I'm like, you know, it's almost like I don't want to be that person who's the ego filled person who I know this person's gonna be okay no matter what the scenario, you know, like. I know that inherently, but it's also like I do I, I'm admitting to I don't feel great that I feel that way. You know, I don't feel great that I feel that lightness. I feel like a bad person. It sounds like you've probably had a couple that have that have gone poorly in the sense that you feel like you've negatively affected somebody or there's some lingering, you know, if it, if everybody was saying no problem, best of luck, I don't know that you'd be feeling this way. Right. I do. You you feel some guilt when it comes to like, you don't want to think that you've wasted anyone's time. But I, I never felt that I did. Like, I think I'm willing to like, I think when someone tells me I've wasted their time, I'll just believe them. Right. You know, like, I'm just like, yeah, I guess I did. You know, I, I kind of like lay down in fights. So like, I right. think like when you lay down, like, you'll just be like, yeah, I guess I am the time waster. I'll take it. I'll be the bad guy. 
just get the fuck away from me. Right. You don't want to prolong the the conversation with a separate argument about whether. Yes. Yeah. Whatever you say, I'm evil. Okay. Can I go now? Yeah. Right. Well, maybe that's where your work is. You know, maybe your work is in sort of like, you know, your truth, you know, whether or not in your heart and your soul, you're a mensch, you do the right thing. And maybe it took you a little bit longer than you wanted to, to figure out that something wasn't right. But I, I believe you. And I think you hopefully believe yourself when you say there was no malicious intent. You weren't intentionally wasting someone's time. You were maybe figuring it out or a little bit nervous or trying to find the right way or, but it sounds like there might be a piece of you that doesn't trust that, you know, that, that he, that hears that voice of that, woman who was really angry in that moment and said you wasted my time or who hears the voice maybe of your mother saying be a mensch or do the right thing or i don't know whose voice it is but well i you know i do this um i do i do this a lot with jordana but i do it i do this alone podcast um and my dad listens to it and my dad uh, his all he likes it he enjoys the show but he says that there's some episodes he's like you're double talking, you know, you're, you, you know, he's, he points out that like, you're not take a, take a position. He's like, you're, you, you know, you can, he, and he says, he, it is interesting that he's like, he can tell that I'm straddling so that I don't offend anybody. Mm-hmm. And I do, and I, and I do that purposely. Cause I do think it's a more interesting conversation, especially if I'm doing an alone podcast where I'm talking about, a predicament I've been in. I can, I do understand someone seeing me from this angle and thinking badly of me from this angle. And I think if, if, cause I do that a lot. I think like, I kind of just go, Oh, you must be right from that angle. You know, like I don't really take that strong handed. I'm, right you know like and and no i think i'm right i don't care what anyone else thinks go fuck yourself like i i you know that i i don't know if that's even a healthy way to go because when i see that in other people i'm like that person seems like an idiot to me but a little bit of that might be better than none of them right if you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback you're a millennial And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second 
Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows well, it's got to be hard i would imagine dating and being you know having these all these platforms that were and people just having access to you through dms and giving their opinion on everything you say and every you know women that you date get to hear all of this stuff and your thoughts. The, your thoughts well, and, I mean, they're hearing this right now. Right. Right. One Google, which again, I, I understand that. Like if I had an open, if I could hear someone talk openly and I'm more honest here than I am on dates sometimes. Okay. So there, that leads me to my next. Right. It's easier here because you don't, you know, I can give my opinion and I can speak. Right. From 10,000 feet on a podcast. Right. Right. It's more personal, obviously, when it's when the person's um, when it's about the person in front of you. It's like then they're not. Well, right. th that's always kind of something that I wonder because you get so many. Again, so many women listen to this show. They listen to you talking about like this struggle that you have. And yet so many women really want I'm not saying oh why would anyone want to go on a date with you but you get like so many women who are like and maybe that's something that's kind of wrong with them because I think there's so many women who are like I'm the person that he's gonna want to go on right. date five with 
Um, right. How do you trust that person? Like, <laughs> right. But you're I'm saying you're saying like it's very unlikely that we're going to get to date five. And like all the women who are damning you are kind of like, I'm the one who's going to get him to date five. Mm-hmm. Which is an issue, probably more of a podcast episode for them. There's a, that's a different story, <laughs> right? But um, I'm sure. Sh- yeah, why am I like pursuing ba- this? Right. Well, it must be just a very unique position to be in, where right. you know, it's like the real life meets the meta version of of someone talking about their experience with you to the world. Right. That and that also like adds pressure to it in another way, where you're like, you know bringing someone into this world where I'd be actively talking about, like, I can understand that they would like, you know, you have to wait on that. You know, like if I'm taught, you know, when do I introduce this person into the greater context of how I talk about dating, you know? And that's like another thing to think about that holds me back. And then I used to always, I, I mean, this, and again, I, I'm not confident enough to talk. Like, I, could, I always think of someone listening to me talk about this, and they're like, this fucking guy can go fuck himself. Like, I, like I always think of someone listening to me like, who the fuck is he? Who, you know, what, you know like, uh, it, it, to someone who's having trouble meeting someone, this sound like I can understand how I sound braggy. Like, I don't mean to sound that way. Like, but again, now I'm thinking seven degrees away from me and it's exhausting you know like i can't defend myself to what everyone thinks of me talking about dating like i have to just go yes and that's not fair to me but i do it does dawn on me and then again like jordana like we receive we've heard from every scorned woman (laughs) (laughs) like i've heard every you cannot blame guys I yes. cannot claim ignorance and any scorned woman who writes into us, I go, I, and they're talking about a guy. I go, I've done that. I've done mm-hmm. that. I've done that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I'm like a hero in any of this. I'm not professing myself. I'm going, I get what that guy's doing. And, you know, I think the power of you up is to give a little bit of, to like give a palatable response that he can't really give in that, you know, right. like, you know, so, Speaking but for I, him. I'm speaking, and I say that all the time, right? Like, like I'm speaking, this is going to sound icky, but let me right. give you what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's so hard because, I'll give you an example. I went on three dates with this person. We made out. That's as much as anything happened. And we held hands. <laughs> so nice. we talked about this. Intimate, yes. It was in, in, and I could feel, and I know I shouldn't do this, but I, and this is a lot of men getting my position. We're three dates in, we haven't been physical. Um, I'm very attracted to them, but I'm also not sure. So they're like, well, let's get together tonight. And I'm still sitting there going, well, this is going to go to, another place probably physical i mean do we go and then i'm in my head i'm going do we go out and i say to them i'm not ready to go the next step because i'm not sure like the the amount of honesty i would have to give in that scenario is so uncomfortable to most people not just me i'm but i legit so it's like why can't i get to the fourth date because i couldn't just go and i have done this don't get me wrong like i've been in that position 
where I felt like, man, I went out on that next date even when I wasn't sure and then regretted it completely because I'm like, fuck. Because like, now the other person is more into it than they were before. Right. I'm assuming how much they're into it. And I, and I try not to do that, but like I could tell the person that was on this third date, gone three dates with, I was like, they're thinking, I, in my mind, the this way it was This could be something. Being, this could be something. It, it, and you, it, and I, you still, you weren't a no. You were like, I'm not sure. I'm just not where they are. You know, and I is it I'm not where they are yet or I'm not where they are. I'm probably not ever going to get there. I'm probably not going to get there. Right. Because statistically you won't or because like because the chance is low or because you're just you don't see it with them. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just not like giving into it or if I'm just like like I'm putting up a block. Like, I don't know if I'm not giving them like I did have fun. You know, we went through we went we hung out three times like. But I was like, and there was a piece of me that was like, the physical stuff won't change my mind. Right. I wonder if her, if her being into you is like a, if you seeing that, it's funny because our brains are like wired, reactions happen so quickly. You could just see this like longing, leaning, like look in her eye that mm. reminds you of like another person that did that that who you then had to hurt and who you then couldn't be the good mm. guy and do the right thing and i wonder if you getting that vibe that someone's interested or that they are vulnerable to being hurt by you right triggers you and then you're kind I know, of like you're so right because i saw that look i did and i was like and i was like ah uh-oh. Like, I, I bet you, yeah, you like, literally, <laughs> I bet you, you literally had like a thing where you kind of like sat back in your chair a little bit in that right moment. And I, I saw that look and I knew that I didn't have the same look in my, and you're right, I, I probably did scooch back and I just remember, and, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta throw water on this was my thought. But I wonder if you're jumping quickly to if I'm not on the same level as her right here on date. What did you say it was? Three? Three. Yeah. If I'm not there on date three and she is, this is dangerous. Like this is a position that doesn't feel safe for me. Instead right. of thinking, okay, I'm not there yet. But like if you didn't have all those past experiences, you might be like, well, maybe since it's turned out badly perhaps in the past and you end up looking like the bad guy, your first, the fear of that overrides the potential of maybe. Right. And I get, and I, I think a lot of times and I, I'm put in this position of like, if you say go, we go. And I hate that position. <laughs> like it is like, like if you say relationship, we could try this. Like, Jordana, that's, that, mo I, that's most kind of like relationships. I feel like kind of happen that way with the man because the man is like a little bit less like I don't want to generalize, but a lot of the time it feels like the man is like, you know, has to be convinced to go or like if he's if he's down, then we're both down. Like, mm -hmm. right. For all, and that for to me of, of that kind of thing. Right. And I, that, I guess maybe that's why like the, you know, the people that play a little bit harder to get, you know, attract me more because i'm like oh okay, at least it's up to them too right. you know <laughs> like and i'm not and, also, and i'm not listen. gonna hurt them i'm not gonna like devastate this right. person right and 
this isn't me telling, you know, it's funny because like on the podcast, you're put in this position of like, people are like, should I play hard to get? And I'm always like, no, like that's, uh, you shouldn't play games. But I'm also like, I, I, and I'm now I'm sitting here going, being like the game players, but they're not playing. Games. I don't, you know, like I, I don't you want believe someone who that genuine, people... who genuinely isn't that into you, right? <laughs> I don't want them to pretend right. to not be into me. I want them to actually not like me. That much. Right, right. I, I, I want them to be disgusted by right. me in a real, you know, uh, visceral way. I, I. <laughs> <laughs> right that that is uh because i i don't trust i i i'm a bullshitter so i understand i you can't bullshit a bullshitter like i know when someone is like playing games hard to get and it's really just a, a mask for their insecurities mm-hmm. i can i can po- point that out pretty quickly but you know it, like even that dm that i sent you jordana i got a dm this girl came in fucking hot. She was like, here are my stats. I got a big family. Here are the pic." She sent 10 pictures. And then she's like, just tell me the dates and I'll be in New York to go on that date with you. And I'm like, nope. Wait, you don't even fucking live here? No, <laughs> no. I'm not telling you a date to get a fucking Southwest ticket. To come to New- like just say the date and I'm in and it's like again even in that scenario I'm like crippled by the idea of like say the date and I'm in mm-hmm. say it's a relationship and we're there tell mm-hmm. me we're in you know tell me we're gonna get engaged and we're down you know say you want to go to the suburbs and we're on the U-Haul like I don't want that responsibility. And I guess that's like a little bit of growing up for me to do. I don't know. I'm, but it's also like a, a little bit of like, what if I'm wrong? You know? <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's the the spot where if you can just like recognize that that's happening in the moment of when it's mm. happening, instead of just like letting that whole rush guide every it's, it's in your body. Like you let, you let that whole thing guide you know, you probably back off and you never talk to the person again, or you send the text and you end it because it's a little easier to send it after three dates than after 30 dates, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's hormonal. You know, I don't, I don't know if I spoke about this on the podcast. I don't think I did, but men and women, there's an attachment hormone that exists in your body. Mm-hmm. And for men and women, that hormone is released at different times in the courtship process. And Jordana, you actually said this once, which I thought was really great. I don't know if you made it up or you got it from somewhere else, but like women kind of just want to attach first and then figure out if they like you. And men are like, I need, right. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll change you later. Right. Right. I just want you to commit and then I'll figure out how to handle whatever I have in front of me. And men are kind of like, no, I want to sort, which seems more rational. I want to actually like you first and then commit. But hormonally what happens is, for men, when you meet a woman and you're attracted to her, like this three-date woman, there's like testosterone, right? You want to have sex with her, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what's driving it. Maybe some dopamine. She likes me. She's pretty. But there's none of this male attachment hormone, which is vasopressin, which is something that is not released during sex. So you're not going to get attached during sex. She may, which is mm-hmm. what you're afraid of, right? She might mm-hmm. release oxytocin after sex, and then she's going to be more bonded to you and then that's when you're going to be like oh gosh now i have to decide it's all up to me 
I'm going to hurt her. But what happens with men is once you allow yourself to get to that place where you are attached and once you give it a little bit more time, then as crazy as it sounds, your testosterone will drop, which doesn't mean Mm. that you don't want to have sex anymore. It just means you don't want to have sex with other women. Right. You only want to have sex with her. I believe that wholeheartedly. Like I, 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 I mean, it's science, but I'm saying like, I see you say that. I'm like, I, I can see that. I even said to Jordana on the benefits episode, like about like, I think I'd be uh, like, I'd be a very fun relationship guy. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I dive into that. I know that, but I, but I also know to get me to that. There's a like large mountain of yes, fear. I want, fear and i want to fuck people and i want to like you know like and and she's hot she's hot i'm on the dating apps like all this distraction and i think like there might be someone i I would think a lot of women listening to this might hear me talk about this and feel oddly comforted that this is like an actual personal it's not personal right like like none of this is about like the people i've dated or the people I'm talking to on dating apps, it's like, hey, we, we don't talk anymore. It's like, yeah, there was another fucking thing that flew in front of my face. Like, uh, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, um, and that's yeah. a very honest thing I'm saying that can, you know, that I hope would make someone feel better in a weird way. But I, when you say that, I'm like, I totally get that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, there's all this distraction of fear and well the fear of hurting her i think seems like that's like the blinding fear for you that's the biggest thing and no you know and you know and then i think a lot of people deal with that you know i don't i don't think i'm alone you you hear right do you hear this from men a lot yeah for sure i mean look i think in some ways it's great you're like sensitive i mean you wouldn't be able to do you up if you weren't a sensitive guy with an emotional intelligence and able to read i think you're really reading people their body language their Mm -hmm. verbiage you're reading into everything they're doing so you're very sensitive to how you're affecting people which is great um and i don't think it's abnormal but i do think a lot of guys probably don't really give a shit as much as you do well also they're not in a position to have to give a shit you know, like I, I think that I and I don't I think I'd be the same way with or without a podcast or a public platform. But because yeah, you, you have a that, Jewish mother guilt in the back of right. your mind. <laughs> right. I got a mom ready to yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> I so, yeah, I, I don't. It's hard. I am I better now? <laughs> <laughs> it's done. All done. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear the rest, don't forget, you can go to the oversharing feed anywhere you get your podcasts and you can hear the rest of the entire episode. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.